welcome to Down Home Heart to Heart. My name is Chelsea Moore. I just want to thank you guys for all the love and support you showed me with episode one. I think that that was just kind of a glimpse of the community that God's going to build through this platform. So here we go. Let's jump on in with episode two. Let's talk strongholds. You know, I feel like I didn't even know what a stronghold was for the longest time, but yet I was living in so much captivity. You know, majority of my Christian walk, I found out that you know, God was calling me to so much more, but I had all of these strongholds in my life. It was like I just couldn't break free from them. So I got three that I want to talk about. These were the biggest ones in my life. So here we go. Let's start with stronghold number one, not living in full surrender. I asked myself, what is being a Christian? You know, where is my faith? What am I as a Christian? And I found that I had this culture Christian view of Christianity. You know, I said, well, I got saved at a young age. I read my Bible sometimes. You know, I, I go to church majority of the time. Um, you know, I, I pray sometimes. I don't have the prayer life that I want, but I do pray. I try to be nice to people. I try to be kind to people. I would say I'm a decent person. I'm, I'm a decent Christian. But I just had this, this immature faith, this basic uh, level of Christianity that, that I was walking in. You know, I had this desire to know Jesus more. And I think that we could all probably say like, yeah, like I have the desires to want to know God more. You know, I want the Lord to be so prevalent in my life that that people see my heart on fire for Christ. You know, they see the love in my eyes and it's just outpouring all the time. But for me, that's where it stopped. It was just this thought. It was, it was just this goal, just this desire that I feel like I'd kind of just put on the back burner. You know, I thought like, well, you know, I'm a mom. I'm trying to be a good wife. I'm trying to be a good mom to my children. I'm, I'm trying to, to cook and clean and keep up with all the chores. And so it kind of just got pushed to the back. You know, I was sitting with the gift of salvation, but somewhere along the way, I forgot to pick up the cross. I forgot to follow Jesus. As I was preparing for this, I came across this quote, this illustration from C.S. Lewis. I'm going to read it for you guys. In 1971, I heard a talk, two illustrations that changed my life. The woman named Barbara Boyd said, If somebody says to me, come on in, Barbara, but stay out, Boyd, it's a bit of a problem because I can't separate them. It's not like the top half of me is Barbara and the bottom half of me is Boyd. So if you won't have Boyd, well, you can't get Barbara. You're going to keep Boyd out. I can't come in at all. She continued to say, Jesus, come into my life. Forgive my sins. Answer my prayers. Do this for me. Do that for me. But don't be the absolute master of my life. Jesus, Savior, come in. But Lord, stay out. How can he come in at all? Because he's all Savior and he's all Lord. He's Lord because he's Savior. He's Savior because he's Lord. After I read this, I thought like, wow, like, This is completely true of my life. Like, I'm so guilty of this. I've been living this way for so long. Like, I've cried out to God, you know, thank you for the salvation. Forgive me of my sins. God, let me be a vessel. Use me. Send me. I'll go. And I feel like the Lord places something on my heart. And in return, I say, "Mm, nope, I I think I'm going to pass on this. Maybe next time I'll take you up on it, you know. And in, in the same with, you know, putting God to, to the side, putting God to the back burner of my life, like he's the Lord and Savior of my life. He should be the master of my life. But yet I don't live in full surrender to God all of the time. You know, I'm not fully invested in the Lord when, 
when I'm living my life this way. You know, I feel like up until, honestly, probably like a few months ago, I really didn't understand the verse that talks about you must pick up your cross and carry it daily. I'm going to read it for you guys. It comes from Luke 9, verse 23. If any of you wants to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways. Take up your cross daily and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world, but are yourself lost or destroyed? You know, I want to ask you guys, is this something that you struggle with? (laughs) Am I alone on this? You know, there's a song that we sing called I Surrender. And some of the words are, you know, um, I want to know you more, Lord. Lord, have your way. Lord, have your way. I surrender. And I found myself, like, I've sang this song more times than not singing this song, not living in full surrender to the Lord. You know, I've been trying to change and transform myself. You know, I, I, I wanted to be who God was calling me to be. I wanted to transform, but I was doing it alone. And I think a lot of that was because I wasn't in full submission. I wasn't letting God be the master. You know, I wasn't letting the artist control the painting. I was trying to move God's hand or I was trying to do this, pick the paint colors. I don't know what I was doing, but I wasn't letting God be the master. I wasn't letting him be the alpha, the omega. I was thinking that I had a better way for my life, you know, um, and I found myself so guilty of this, especially when I heard this illustration, it really brought it to life. Like it just, it can't work out that way. You know, as I've been preparing for this and as I've you know, I feel like I'm maturing my faith with Christ. I'm building this relationship. And I feel like that God is just kind of restoring my soul. He's putting this richness, this fullness, just this joy back into my life. And I think that's honestly because I'm starting to to lose myself and I'm finding myself through Christ. You know, and it's really been like the coolest thing ever. And I want to encourage you guys, if you feel like you're struggling with this, you know, it all just starts with a decision to follow Christ transformation it doesn't happen overnight and it's something that God has to do through you and that comes with full submission living in full surrender letting God be the master of your life and I can honestly say that I feel like I've I've gotten out of the way um well for the most part you know I kind of get in the way of God every now and then but uh here lately I've stepped out of the way and I've really let God just be the master of my life and it's really cool to see his hand at work Now that some time has passed, I can see how he's transforming me and how he's working in my life. So I just want to encourage you to just keep your eyes on Jesus and keep pursuing after him um, and let him be the master of your life because it held me back for so long in my Christian uh, journey with Christ. Um, So yeah, you got this guys. You got it. Okay, let's go to stronghold number two. Uh, Not living in the perfect love of God. So I've got a story to share with you guys. And you know what? I'm going to shoot it to you straight. You know, I'm not proud of this story, but, you know, whatever. I'm just going to tell it. So I was walking down Bourbon Street. Bourbon Street, I, I, you know, I had no business being out there. This was probably like my first year in college. I was like 18 or 19 years old, guys. I should not have been out there. But there I was. I was out there walking on Bourbon Street. So anyways, we're walking down the road. This is It was at nighttime at this point. And I see this group of people standing in the middle of the street. Okay, there is this ginormous sign. I'm not kidding, y'all. This is a ginormous sign. 
And I look at the sign and it caught my eye because there was like pictures of, of like flames everywhere. And so I start to read the sign and it's like red uh, print. It says, you are going to hell. You know, here I am walking down Bourbon Street, this Christian, and I thought, holy moly. I'm like, we got to get the heck up out of here, guys. We got to go. We got to get the heck up out of Dodge. I got to go home. I don't need to be here. Let's get out of here now. Let's go wrap it up. You know, like, and all of these these thoughts were, you know, going through my mind. And I feel like as I kind of, like, settled down, you know, I asked myself, I'm like, is this the view of salvation that I have shared with others? Is this the good news? Is this the gospel that I've been sharing? Like, through my salvation, did I somehow lose the fact that my sins are just as great as anybody else's sins? Like, where did the heart and the love of Jesus go in my life? If I'm only bringing judgment and condemnation to my Lord and Savior. Like that's not the gospel. That's not the good news. But I found myself guilty of it. (laughs) You know, I found myself being so quick to judge someone. So quick to condemn somebody for the life that they were living. You know, for maybe the sins that, that they were committing. And the behaviors that they were walking with. But Like somewhere along the way, I forgot that my brokenness is the same brokenness that they're walking around with. You know, I thought of the verses in Matthew that talk about, you know, you try to take the speck out of your friend's eye while you yourself have this log in your eye. And it's it's really hard to do. It's really hard to uh, gently and humbly come to a friend and help them back into the light of Jesus. And that comes from Galatians 6. You know, that's really hard to do when you're not living in the love of Christ. Because when you're living in that kind of love, judgment and condemnation doesn't, it's not there. Because just the love of Jesus pours out of you. You know, I, for a really long time, I feel like I put God in some box. And I put limits on what he could and couldn't do in my life. And that left me living without the heart of Jesus in my life. And I asked myself, where was a time in my life that I felt so much judgment, that I felt condemnation? Like, how did I feel? How did I walk through that? What were my emotions? And I thought about my parents' divorce. This happened like 17 years ago. I came from super small town. Gossip was, you know, everybody knew everything about everybody. Um, So when my parents got divorced, it was a big deal. And again, this was 17 years ago. But, um... You know, I'd gotten saved probably about a year and a half before that. Uh, But I don't know. I just felt like everybody was just pointing their fingers at us. I felt like there was a lot of judgment. There's a lot of condemnation. And we were all just broken. Like we were all hurting. And, you know, I, I think about God's love and how when we really understand what God did for us, that type of love is indescribable. It is, it is something that keeps you in awe because it is just such a great love. You know, and this comes with maturing your faith. It comes with staying in God's word, which I wasn't doing majority of my life. You know, and I thought of the verses of, of love. And John 3.16 is one of the greatest verses on love. And I thought how it had lost its meaning to me. Like it had lost its significance. Because this was a verse that I grew up you know, reciting. This was a verse that I memorized. You know, I found myself when I came to it in the Bible that I would just kind of skim over it because I'm like, oh, I know what it says, you know, next verse. But for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Like, did, did I just forget that verse? 
like probably the most significant verse in the Bible. Like the wrath of God was poured out on his only son. His only son took a death that I deserved. Yeah, because scripture said that the wages of sin are death. But but God said, no, I love you so much. I care for you so, so much that I'm going to send my son. My son is going to go to the cross and the blood is going to cover your sins and your debt. It's going to be paid through my son because I love you that much. You know, and I can't help but wonder, I can't help but think about the people out there in the world that are that are searching for their identity. They're searching for, for who they are and they don't know if they're a he or a she or an it, you know, and they're walking with such brokenness. And have they been met with condemnation? Have they been met with judgment? Because I think if they were met with the love of Jesus, if we were walking with that perfect love of Jesus in our life, that love would be outpouring. They would know how much my father loves them. They would know the price that he paid for my sins, the debt that he paid for me. They wouldn't be looking for their identity, I think, in anything else other than Jesus Christ. And I found these other verses, you know, Ephesians 3, 18 through 19. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May your experience, may you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all of the fullness of life and power that comes from God. 1 John 3 verse 1, see how very much our Father loves us. He calls us His children. You know, I think when I hear that verse, I think of all the people out there that have never had great mom and dads, that that have never felt the love of, of, of what a parent is in their life. And now I think that it, it speaks more to me now because I have children. You know, and I think of the love that I have for my children, you know, and that the love of my father is 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 more grand. It's it's crazy. It's it's a love that is indescribable. It's a love that like I just I cannot imagine doing what God did for me, you know, and I think that there's so many people out there that have never felt love, they've never felt compassion from anybody in their life. But if they knew that God adopted them, that he calls them his child, that they're no longer an orphan. I think that would change people's lives. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I got excited. Sorry. Let me reel it back in. (laughs) Okay. I'm so sorry for that. I'm I'm back now. I'm good. But (laughs) what I was saying is like when we are living in that perfect love of God, um, that should just flow out of us. It should be something that we can't keep quiet, that we can't keep silent about because God's love just honestly, it keeps you in awe. Um, But that just, that comes with maturing your faith, you know, and that was something that I wasn't doing. I wasn't putting in the work to, to know God. I wasn't working on building our relationship and building that trust with God. And so I wasn't living in the perfect love of God. And I feel like the Lord had multiple times laid I don't know, things on my heart to, to witness to someone, to pray to somebody. And I didn't do it because I was afraid, you know, I was afraid to say the wrong thing, you know, whatever. But I would say that fear was like my biggest setback. And when you're uh, living in the perfect love of God, that type of love, it expels all fear, you know? So I just want to encourage you guys to, to truly 
Um, get into God's word. Let him reveal his love to you. You know, experience, living in it, feel in it. And um, feel in it. I don't know that that made any sense. But, you know, be be fulfilled <laughs> by God's love. And that just kind of pours out of you. Um, so, I don't know. I feel like I just kind of started rambling because my whole crying kind of screwed me up. But here we go. Let's go. Let's jump on to stronghold number three, earning my salvation. You know, I feel like for majority of my life, I heard people talk about like, I'm no longer a slave to sin. I'm living in this freedom. And I never understood what it meant. You know, like I looked at the Bible, the laws. I looked at how I was supposed to be like Jesus and carry myself. And it just didn't seem very freeing to me. I, I just, I didn't get what these people were talking about. And I found that, that I was trying to like earn my salvation. I was trying to earn the glory of God by my works or by living this perfect life. But, you know, in return, I always fell so short of that. You know, I, I lived in just this, this cycle of like failure and this cycle of disappointment within myself. And so I'd start to look for satisfaction in other ways because it was just like, well, I just keep screwing up. You know, and, you know, I struggle with this one probably the most. Um, you know, I, I feel like a lot of it is probably just, I don't know, perfectionism maybe. You know, like in my mind, like literally this is this is how I was thinking about this, is like if I can only uphold the law perfectly, then God will love me. If I can only check all the boxes in my life and do this and do that, then then God will want to save me. Then God will want to love me. You know, and I feel like the enemy just literally took this thought, took this feeling that I had and just, I mean, ran with it. Like, I feel like this one held me back so much in my life. I lived in so much fear because of this. And the enemy has just attacked me with the fear of this. Um, and so these are the verses that I feel like, you know, God really spoke to me. They, they put, um, I don't know, a piece. They broke the strongholds in my life. So I'm going to read them to you guys. Galatians 2 verse 16. Yet we know that a person is made right with God by faith in Jesus Christ, not by obeying the law. And we have believed in Christ Jesus so that we might be made right with him because of our faith in Christ, not because we have obeyed the law. For no one will ever be made right with God by obeying the law. Verse 20. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So I live with this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not treat the grace of God as meaningless. For if keeping the law can make us right with God, then there was no need for Christ to die. It is through faith that a righteous person has life. You know, the law partners with the promise of, of bringing people to faith in Christ Jesus. You know, I had just, I don't know, this distorted view that, that, you know, if I didn't live this way, then then God wasn't going to love me. Then, then he wasn't going to save me. And that was something that I feel like the enemy just put into my mind and made me try to believe, you know. And, and I think that a lot of people don't, I don't know, preach about this or say stuff about this. Um, because, you know, when you say this, some people think that you can just live any type of way. And that's not true. And it even says, you know, like, I do not treat the grace of God as meaningless and I feel like for me, this was just something that was holding me back captive that that I was truly just trying to act and like I was trying to earn my salvation or earn the glory of God by by trying to, I don't know, check the boxes in my life, try to live this certain way because the enemy had made me think that like if I didn't do this, then God wasn't going to love me. 
Like my salvation wasn't going to be valid. Um, so this was a stronghold that was like deep, guys. Um, I, I found Romans eleven six, And since it is through God's kindness, then it is not by their good works. For in that case, God's grace would not be what it really is, free and undeserved. I heard this sermon one time, and he was talking about this. Like when you get a gift, there's nothing you did to get that. You didn't earn this gift. Like a gift was was freely given to you. Somebody, you know, loved you and they wanted to give you this gift. And, you know, for me, I think it's it's the same with this, the gift of mercy, the gift of salvation, the gift of grace. That's freely given to me by my Lord and Savior. And all I have to do is take that. And then Jesus comes to my heart. The Holy Spirit resides in my heart. My flesh, it will pull towards sin. But the Holy Spirit in my life is always going to go in the opposite direction of sin. My Holy Spirit in my life is always going to pull me towards holiness. It's always going to pull me towards godliness. And um, that's that's something, you know, with kind of like the first stronghold that, that I talked about. Like I kind of just have to step out of the way and I have to let God be the master of my life and trust that the Holy Spirit is going to lead me in the way towards Christ. And, um, you know, I don't know. I don't know if these strongholds even relate to you guys at all. These were just the biggest ones in my life. You know, I want to encourage you guys to to ask God to bring to light any strongholds in your life that are keeping you back from living in the fullness of Christ. I've got a verse, uh, 2 Corinthians. Let's see. Pulled it out of the Bible. I thought I had it marked, but I didn't. Okay, I'm going to load, let's see, pull up 2 Corinthians. Uh, I've got these little tabs, but like they're, they're messing me up now. Where'd you go? 2 Corinthians. Here we go. Okay, 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3. We are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. I just want to encourage you guys that that probably a, a lot of the things that, I don't know, that you're struggling with, um, don't let Satan use those weaknesses. Don't let him do it anymore. Use the godly weapons. Um, to to fight those down, you know, give those strongholds to the Lord and and let them transform them. Let let him knock down the walls and uh, live in the fullness of God. I feel like you know I, I dealt with these strongholds for a really long time, and I now I'm starting to see, um, I don't know, just God working in my life, and it's been a beautiful experience. And I just want uh, to let you guys know that you can always message if you need some prayers. Comment down below some of the strongholds that you're dealing with. I would love to hear them. I would love to hear that I'm not the only one struggling over here. Um, So until next time, guys, I will see you later. Bye.